gentlemen, another week, another bright mind in the world of wrestling willing to do an interview with this nuthead that is myself. This time it's graduated senior 133-pounder Noah Gonzer from Cambo that just joined the Campbell coaching staff as the director of ops. Noah has some great insight in this interview, and I can't thank him enough for joining the show. Best of luck in your coaching position, and without further ado, we'll keep it short and sweet. I won't over-talk it this week. Just roll the clip. And joining us now through the power of the internet is former... Campbell, 133-pounder, Noah Gonser, and newly minted coaching staff member. How are we doing today? Doing well. How's it going, Daniel? Doing well, doing well. And so, I guess, given time to reflect on the whole situation, and granted, given that you were a senior this past year, how has kind of your thoughts on the whole situation changed, maybe, from when you were experiencing it in real time? Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So, uh, you know, when you're in the moment, you don't really know what's going on. Um, so up until the moment of, we found out that the NCAAs were cut, um, you know, and even afterwards, uh, you know, like for a week or so after, I was, I was still training just like as if, oh, we're gonna reschedule it, you know, we're not really sure what's gonna happen next. So I gotta stay in my game, gonna, uh, I was still running, I was still training, even after they sent us home. I was like, you know, who knows? Maybe they're going to move it back even farther. I was kind of, I guess, in denial a little bit because um, nobody really understood the scope of what's going on. And, in fact, I still don't think people understand the scope of what's going on. Um, so I was like, well, I got to stay prepared. And then um, I guess looking back now, um, yeah, we had no clue. <laughs> we had no clue how, how drastic this was going to be. You know, it's it, we're still going to see the effects, and people still don't know how to handle it, um, even today. So next season is going to be something to look forward to here, um, especially right now because the NCAA hasn't issued any real standardized procedures, so every university is handling it a different way. Um, but it's going to be interesting, and I'm not sure how the season's going to work next year. But, um, you know, so from a mindset-wise, uh, as an athlete going forward here, if I were competing next season, um, it would be, um, you know, be ready to, be, to roll with punches because you might not have the same college experience uh, as, uh, you know, as everybody else has had so far. Um, but yeah, going back to your original question there. Um, yeah, uh, right now, um, going back, I would say, you know, I was kind of doing the right things, I think, you know, it's just living that right, right lifestyle. That, that's about it, you know, so. You bring up an interesting point. You say that, like, next year, nobody really knows what's going to happen, I guess. Nope. With all, I guess you've only had, like, 24 hours. This is, the news dropped 24 hours ago that you were going to be part of the coaching staff. I guess how do you relay that to people that, like, maybe – like incoming freshmen or people that are still on the team and like maybe recruits or something like that. How do you relay that information that's still difficult to process for even somebody, for somebody like you and now in a position of like, let's say leadership or control? 
Well, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, living by example, right? So, I mean, even though we can't like wrestle with each, each other, you know, being, you know, same room, we got a social distance and stuff like that. Um, we're still working out. We're still running, you know, um, we're not, might, we might not be wrestling, but we're still st- living the right lifestyle. We're still eating right. Um, so you got to know that at any moment you're, you're, you gotta be ready to go. That's the way it is. Um, now relaying what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, there's uncertainty, but they've got an, our, our wrestlers got to know that we're taking every step to keep them safe and to bring them up to the highest level we possibly can. Um, so we're, we're working all the strategies we can, um, playing all the angles we can, trying to get the guys back in the room as soon as we possibly can. And um, they got to know that we're behind them the whole, the whole way. Whoa. We're going to fight to get them uh, the rest of the season they deserve. So. And I guess, granted, you having started at uh, Eastern Michigan and then transferring over, I'm just wondering, like, having been in Michigan your whole life and then abruptly having to get acclimated to a new team, a new state, a new college campus, does that kind of draw parallels to the situation at all? Like how abruptly everything was instantly thrown on you? Because I looked quite deeply into how like Eastern Michigan broke it to y'all that things weren't going to be there anymore. And it was rather abrupt, no? Yeah. Um, so that was crazy. Um, that whole situation was happened really, really fast. and. Um, you know, it was like a big shock right away, instant, right? Um, oh, man, what am I going to do? Um, you know, how am I going to keep wrestling? You know, I, was, I still felt really young. I still had, you know, three, like, three years of eligibility left. You know, my best two years were ahead of me. So um, I was really nervous, a little confused, not really sure um, where to go. And uh, got re- or, uh, Campbell reached out to me. And, of course, Colwatt and Scotty Sentez, I've heard of them. We wrestled them the previous season. So I knew the guys, I knew the, their team and everything. Um, and then the transition for me, moving down there, it happened just fast. It was just super fast. You know, it was like as soon as school ended, I was down there. It was literally within a week. Um, it was, uh, and then it was like right back to training, right, got into a schedule. And uh, it, it just kind of seemed to flow. And in fact, I think I fit in better down there um, with my mindset. And... Uh, the mindset of that team really, really gelled. So it was actually a really easy transition for me. Um, And it just seemed like everything clicked a little bit, you know? Um, I don't know how to explain it other than that. It just felt like it was the right place for me to go at the time. And it does, it draws parallels to what happened here. So I think when the COVID thing happened, um, you know, it wasn't like a big shock. Like for some people, especially on our team, it was, it was devastating, you know? Um, but for me, it kind of felt like, all right, I've kind of been through this, you know, I'm, although it, it's different every time. Um, it wasn't like, um, I guess, emotionally devastating. Um, I, of course, I had no idea how to, how to react to it or anything, but 
it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to keep training. That's all I know how to do. Right. <laughs> just keep going, doing what I know how to do, keep doing the right stuff. Um, but yeah. And then of course, a couple weeks later, we found out that, uh, that Gary Colette was leaving. He was going to Navy, you know, yeah. and he just kind of dropped that on us. And then that really hit. And I was like, Whoa, all right. Crazy. I don't know what's going to happen with the team, you know, especially during this, it was like, um, during like, it seemed like the time we needed the most leadership, our, our leader just disappeared, you know, it was like, and no, I totally support his decision. I mean, that, that's what works best for him and his family. You know, there's nobody can tell him that, that that's not the best decision for him. And then, yeah. um, so we had about a week of conf total confusion on the team. Um, and then we found out Scotty, our assistant coach, um, got hired and, and promoted to the head coach position. And then at, that's all we needed. You know, immediately guys are kind of, you know, right back focused. All right, cool. Ready, ready to come back, ready to train. So, um, but there's always going to be those moments of uncertainty, right? Yeah. And, you know, e even in matches, there's always moments of uncertainty. Wrestlers are, are not, you know, are not, uh, wrestlers are, are used to, uh, these moments of uncertainty and just kind of moving forward through it. That, that, that's all I know how to do. Um, it's just keep going forward. Um, and generally, uh, if you're doing the right stuff, the right things happen. And I guess Coach Cola, having been there for, I think it was three years, and for the bulk of your career as a wrestler itself, like he focuses a lot on kind of the mental side of wrestling and he preaches that and his stuff is everywhere and I've watched quite a bit of it myself I just wonder like experiencing him and his mode and ideology and way of thinking what you've picked up from it over the years yeah he, uh, he brings it down um he's a great way of simplifying things so uh so uh, people like me can understand it, right? Uh, he he, he kind of takes this idea that, all right, there's all this pressure and stress on you and, and, and is able to just, so what, you know, who cares? You know, people are coming to watch you wrestle, not, you know, people are coming to watch this match and, you know, you've been doing the right stuff this far in the season. Why change anything? doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if you're wrestling Joe Schmo or number one seed, nothing changes. You go out there and you wrestle your toughest match every time. You wrestle your best match every time. You get better throughout the day. You get better as the day goes on. And just those kind of philosophies, you know, and he's good at, uh, at breaking you down when you're doing something stupid, and he's good at building you up when you're doing the right things. So um, a lot of that is promoting the right uh, culture in the room and buying into the system. And um, I think all D1 programs are good at that. Scotty's real good at that. That, that. that hasn't left Campbell. That will never leave Campbell. That's just the way it is. So. I guess, does he stress, like, the idea of prophylaxis and a bunch of preparation before a match? Or does he more, is he more kind of intuitive in the way that he goes about running his team? It's a little bit of a balance. Um, 
just in the weight room, it's all about imagining, you know, he's like, all right, you know, if you're lifting these weights, you're, you're wrestling these weights, you know, um, when you're in the wrestling room, it, you don't need to imagine anything. You just go out there and you, you work your butt off, you know, you, you, you get the technique down and you get it, you hit it as hard as you possibly can. So, um, it, I mean, we definitely train for opponents. We watch a lot of film and stuff like that, but it's, uh, your mindset shouldn't change in between matches. Um, you should be ready to go out there no matter what. It doesn't matter what match it is during the day. So, or what day it is. Even on your worst day, you go out there and you wrestle your best. And I'm wondering like throughout the season, as a season progresses and you get wins or whatnot, like, there's this idea of wanting to win and working really, really hard to win and then realizing that you can actually achieve whatever you want to achieve. Does that process kind of start over every season or is there a point that you can look to within a season that kind of reminds you of when that happened? Oh, there are definitely moments throughout the season, for sure. Um, in, are you asking me personally in mine? Um, because in, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but um, you kind of build that confidence on those wins, right? I mean, yeah. you can look back at those points and say, hey, I did this and this and this different, or I did this and this right, or I did this and this better than I normally do, and it paid off. And at the same time, you know, the, the reverse is also true, right? So you can go back and say, hey, I tried this and this, it didn't work for me or maybe my weight cut was bad this week because I did this and this you know um and a smart wrestler is going to look at those and learn from them and uh, and I think as, the more you wrestle and uh the more you can break down your, your bad habits and build up your good habits um the more success you're going to have um my last two years we were at, you know we're at Campbell and we're, a lot of it was focusing on, hey, you know, this is what you're doing good. Keep doing that that good stuff, you know. Um, all the technique was based on, all right, fitting stuff into my style versus, you know, oh, hey, this is the standard stuff that works all the time. Because just because you're hitting that stuff that works, you got to make it work for your style too. Um, but yeah, it's the season is kind of a crescendo, right? So you kind of start off in these small little tournaments, little dual meets beforehand. And then, you know, maybe you get a, uh, like, halfway or so you get to Midlands or you get to click Keen and th those, those are, those are where you're getting those really big preseason wins. And that's where a lot of confidence is built, you know, or you need, maybe those are the, those are the shocking moments. You need to say, Hey, this isn't working. You know, I'm not doing something right here. It's not working against the good guys. Uh, what do I need to do? Maybe I need more conditioning. Maybe I'm not that strong yet. You know, and it's at those moments where you kind of change what you're doing in your season. And they're not big changes. They just need to be little changes. You know the little changes and building them up um, to the point where uh, you, you start getting that success and then you head into dual season right and leagues and hopefully by then you've got everything down but even then you're still making little changes it, I can't I, you know there's there's I don't have a perfect match there's no perfect match out there so every match you're kind of you know you're kind of learning oh I could have done this better could you know maybe next time I can, I can hit this a little faster. You know, maybe I need to hit 15 more of those at the end of practice every day because this move was a little sloppy last time. Um, 
you know, is making those little mental corrections and knowing that you need to work on that position at that time and then actually implementing it. So implementing some way to train and actually get better at it. So when it comes down to it, you're going to, you're going to be better than you were last time. Um, yeah. 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 I guess, um, given all this extra time on your hands, does that kind of offer a moment of like reflection as to how these past years have gone that maybe you didn't realize in the moment, I guess? Um, you know, I wouldn't give up my seasons, you know, and my wrestling career for the world. You know, I'm, I'm happy for the experiences. I mean, of course, I, I want to win, right? That's, that's a D1 athlete. You got the mindset, you know, I want to win every match. I would have, I would have liked to win one more match or two more matches, you know? And yeah, there's moments where you're like, dang, I wish I would have done this or wish I would have done that. But right now you look back and it's like, you know, I'm happy to have gone out there and seen, you know, how much better I got as a freshman till now, you know, and I can only guess that how the NCAA tournament would have gone this year. Um, I just felt like I had so much momentum going um, and it just, you know, things don't play out and you realize that things aren't in your control all the time. Um, wrestlers, that's common a lot of times, you know, and sometimes you get into crazy situations you're like, how the heck did I end up here? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, and you got to reel yourself back and uh, get back to it. But um, looking back uh, on my career, if things, oh, I, I'm, first of all, I think I would have started off at uh, 133 right out of high school. Um, I think that would have been a better decision, you know, not, not cut the whole for my first two years. I mean, I had my, probably my, one of my most successful seasons was my sophomore or my red, my, yeah, my red shirt freshman year and my true freshman year. Um, but as a red shirt freshman, I went out there and, uh, you know, I took fifth at Cliff Keen and was NCAA qualifier. And, um, but that was all in the first half of the season. You know, I did all of my work first half of the season and then, um, not knowing how to make weight, not knowing how to cut, not knowing how to uh, live the right way there, um, you could really see it the second half of the season, right? Well, I mean, that year I lost my last five matches in a row. So, you know, that's just one of those things where it's like I learned from it, all right, next time I guess I'm going to try this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're going to encounter bumps in the road and just knowing how to face them. And I think that comes with maturity. So, and I guess you have you yourself have described your style as like different and like when when did you learn to embrace that and did that take some form of time before you understood like entirely that even if traditional means of thinking doesn't work like it's perfectly okay like that seems like a simple concept when you talk about it like that but like it takes the process is different for everybody no well I guess for me it's all about success right so you know I just wanted to win really bad and I think that's just what motivates most people but um everybody thinks about things differently right everybody no, nobody, no two brains are exactly the same, right? People identify or solve problems differently. Um, 
So for me, I, I knew that my style was going to be a little different and it always had been a little different. Um, and a lot of that is just based on exposure to, you know, where I grew up and where, how I wrestled and how the people I was surrounded with and what worked on those people. Right. And what worked, uh, as my progression in wrestling moved on. Um, but I guess really focus once I came to Campbell, I, it was less about changing my style completely and more about, uh, forcing, you know, changing the moves so they fit my style better. Right. So yeah, everybody learns a stand up or something or everybody learns, you know, how to sprawl, but you know, maybe a sprawl is going to be different if your legs are a foot tall versus, you know, six, three feet tall. Right. You have three foot long leg it might be harder to get that leg back quick enough right um so maybe uh they're not going to sprawl as much or maybe they have a different way of of defending shots um so it's a little bit about making things your own and once i started focusing on making things my own and um it helped me help me control matches better i guess help me uh score more and um really uh gave me more confidence as i went on so Nice. And I guess as the season progresses and especially with you being a coach now, do you know kind of like, is it just intuitively as a coach knowing when to step in and when to say certain things and when to kind of just allow things to progress and take its course? Um, all right. Well, first of all, uh, I'm not a coach yet, but I'm just director of operations, but hoping that one day, um, I'll move up and be a coach. Uh, yeah, it's, I think, like I said, it's mostly based on the individual and their success and how it's working. And you're always trying to figure out little problems and issues and little chinks in people's armor. Right. You know, um, I think that's what you're doing. You're just dissecting the wrestling all the time. So when you see somebody hit a move in the room, and, you know, maybe it's working for them, but, you know, uh, you, that's something that you're not going to really mess with. You know, hey, that works. He's good at that. You know, maybe it's not a textbook thing. Maybe, you know, it, it's not, maybe he does it in a way that's not pretty, or maybe he does it, does it in a way that's more his style, right? Um, well, you got to take those, those uh, little cues, I guess, um, because, for what can be a terrible situation for some people, it could be what wins them a national title, wins another person a national title, right? Um, yeah, it's just different people, and you got to know what kind of wrestlers you have and how they wrestle and what moves will work in their style and what positions they keep getting into. Like for me, um, I finish on the mat a lot, right? So I, I get most of my takedowns on the mat, um, you know, like single leg or split in the middle, um, or shelf in it, finishing behind. Um, so, you know, I kept getting caught up in a, in a wizard. So I, I wasn't getting the takedown as much, you know, and it's not because I wasn't getting in. My, my setup was good. My shot was good. I was on the leg ready to finish. And then I was getting stopped by a wizard or something. So now it's like, all right, well, let's figure out five or six ways that you can get past this defense or let's get five or six ways to get past this defense, right? So you kind of reach those stopping points and then it's a, you go, okay, now we got to take a step back. You're doing, what are you doing good? Keep doing that good stuff. Um, but what can you do better? 
So for me, what could I, uh, that would be like my finish. So I came up with two or three different ways to finish from there. And then, all right, now I can score every time I get on my shot. You know, um, my senior season, it felt like every time I got on a leg, I had an answer for everything. You know, I wasn't getting stalemate. Um, you look at the rest of my season, um, or the rest of my career, rather, the previous three years, it was, uh, all right, I'm getting on the leg. It's a 50-50 if I'm going to finish it once I get to the leg, right? So um, just knowing that, and then that gives you more confidence. And when you have a great offense, you know, that when you're shooting, the other guy's not going to be shooting. And when you're scoring, the other guy's not going to be scoring. And that really allows you to open up your wrestling. And then you can work on, okay, now I got five setups to this one shot, you know. And I got five setups, five finishes to this one shot. Now it's one shot, and it's the one shot that I'm good at. But I can I can finish it in so many different ways. And I just know that every time uh, I shake hands, I know I can get to the guy's leg. And if I know I can get to the guy's leg, I know I can score. And if I know I can score, I know I can get on top. If I get on top, I know I can hold the guy down. If I know I can hold the guy down, I know I can pin him. So it's kind of just a progression like that. Nice. And I always end on a lighthearted question. And I guess, when did you know that your cradle or backbow was your bread and butter? Well, I'd been hitting my cradle forever. Uh, I've been hitting that since before high school, even maybe in middle school. And I'd been hitting that before I even, you know, was a leg rider and stuff. Um, and uh, that's just the move that always works. I think that that's one of the first moves you should learn in wrestling. I love it. Um, now, the, the other move that came out of necessity, okay? So I was hitting so many people in cradles that nobody wanted to get hit in cradles anymore, right? So I was like, all right, I got to figure out something else to do too, right? Um, yeah, so that, that bow and arrow uh, or foot carry or whatever you want to call it, you know, I learned it at Eastern and started hitting it my – uh, junior year there and or I guess my redshirt sophomore year um, and really perfected it well uh, with Colot um, and <laughs> that's that's a great move because you know uh, it really opens everything else up so that people don't want to get hit in that so bad that you know it'll open up five or six other things and um, and if you get that move and uh, even if you don't turn the guy, it's, it's not a fun situation for him. So I, you know that they're not going to let you do it twice in a match. Um, so, you know, that, that re really opens up other things for me. It didn't. And uh, it's it, a lot of good pictures come from that move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, and does, yeah, like, hitting those things just bring a little bit extra joy, like knowing that that's your element? Oh, I don't know about joy. Um, I just knew that. <laughs> I just knew that. Hey, if I get that move, that's another move. That's another thing in the bank. And if the guy's afraid of that move, well, hey, that's more mental points for me, right? You know, that's one more thing he's got to overcome. I don't have to worry about. Um, so you know, I always, I was always looking to score. That, that that was my mindset. How do I get the next points? And um, oh, hey, if that shows up and I get it. Well, it's going to be a bad time for him, and uh, I'm going to score points, or I'm going to make sure he doesn't want to get hit in it again so I can do something else. Well, hey, I know you're super busy in your new position doing all the busy stuff, the nitty-gritty stuff for Campbell. Thanks so much for taking 
30 minutes out of your day to talk to me and uh, I'll let you enjoy the rest of your afternoon, all right? Yeah, no problem, have a good day. All right, have a good one. Let's see how I can, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of the Mental Takedown. Huge congratulations to Noah on a wonderful college career. And once again, thanks so much for doing the show. And best of luck as the Director of Ops at Campbell. I can't believe we're about to hit our 10th episode, which means it's time for another live stream where you get to hear this voice talk for 50 minutes about everything he's learned about podcasting, where you can engage, ask questions, do all that good stuff. If it is your first time here, um, follow the Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube, do all the normal influencer stuff that is talked about over and over and over again. All of that will be in the description box. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you so much for tuning in.